Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soccer Rangers in Space. We're here again for a week. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. And guess what? Today we have a stowaway on the ship, a special guest. Tell us about yourself. You mean Tyler? We already know he's a stowaway. No, we got an actual real stowaway. Oh, okay. Hi, guys. I'm Jinx. I don't know how I ended up in space. I'm usually from about the 1500s, so. 1500s, you say? Oh, great. We have a time traveler. Fuck it. But Time Force isn't for another, like, two seasons. Actually, you really can't put timelines on me because I am also considered um, a member of the Fae, and they exist beyond time. Mm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> course is like six seasons away, so what are we doing here? <laughs> You're getting too into the meta humor, Cole. Let the lady speak. Let the lovely lady speak. Okay, mm. uh, I, I go to Renaissance fairs, and I make a lot of jokes about it, and I also host my own podcast, which is called Fairweather Friends. And we just go to Renaissance fairs and we talk to uh, all the amazing people there and explore the culture that's developed around all of these crazy, amazing people who have a love of history and a love of fantasy. And I don't have anything to say beyond that other than, hi, I'm Jinx, I'm ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we like ridiculous around here. So you're in good company. I mean, I'm friends with Amy. I'm oh. not ridiculous. I am so sorry. <laughs> That's rude. You're friends with me too, you butthole. Amy, you spelled your name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you bitched me for spelling your name wrong. Good job. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to... We have an extra person to go and make fun of Amy for this evening. Oh. <laughs> Myself is... not my turn anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. But getting back to Jinx, seriously, I mean, I'm you know. not going to make fun of Amy that hard. I have too much ammo. Make fun of me harder. <laughs> make fun of me harder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I also cosplay. I really enjoy going to anime conventions, primarily with Amy, but... I would go if they were, um, if there were any, if I have, if I have the opportunity, I'll go. I like Comic Cons, but my heart is in the Renaissance Fair circuit. Oh, this is a little bit uh, different than what we normally do with a guest, just because you actually, you have a lot more going on than just being a local area cosplayer or a photographer. So, I don't want to ask our normal fanfare questions with, you know, what was your first costume and all that. Maybe the other guys will later, but <laughs> actually that's a funny story. <laughs> he just well, I think we're definitely going back to that. Questions like scratches out. What was your first Ren Fair costume? <laughs> <laughs> scratches out cosplay with Ren Fair. So I, I have a question about your podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what your podcast. So for someone who's never seen your podcast before, what would be a good way to explain you exactly? Heard it? What? A good, what? I'm like, how have you seen my podcast? Because I don't do video podcasting, friend. Okay, listen to it. Semantics. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly... Oh, I uh, close my eyes and listen to her podcast, and I see it. I see it. I see it. So what exactly... Uh, what do you uh, cover at the on your podcast exactly for the Renaissance Fairs? Well, we primarily do interviews. So we'll go and find the most interesting person or the person who's the loudest 
or the person who I know who I've met before and I know has an amazing story to tell. Um, I met a man who I've met the fairy king. I've also met a man who I'm very convinced actually believes he's a wizard. I've met a man who have, he's literally his entire life is built around making these hexagonal mugs, wooden mugs, and his entire life has just been making these wooden mugs for Renaissance fairs, and he tells his life story on my podcast. I've met um, this woman who runs the, she basically runs the bar at a bunch of these Renaissance fairs, and I've talked to people about made-up sports and all sorts of weird stuff, and it all comes together in a fair family. Like we talk about a lot about the culture and it all comes down to the reason people keep doing it is because it's family. And I, and I feel like that's what a lot of people uh, feel about con. Like the reason they come back is maybe they all enjoy the same things, but it's also about the people and the family that's there. It is. Yeah. It's very, very, it's just the same thing. Same thing, different setting. So they have need. We need more mead. And both have me. <laughs> Not me. Mead. Well, I'm making mead. I just got mead at home. So I just, just do that. We're going like, to Canada. We're going to drink Tyler's mead. Been there. Yeah. Done. <laughs> I'm working on some mead. I got some dry mead. I got some sweetened mead. I'm working on some apple cinnamon <laughs> mead. I got some. loves dry mead. I, I got some uh, uh, raspberry mead. I almost lost my raspberry mead. That's a, st- a story right that- there. That would be a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. And I got some Christmas stuff that I wonder if it's gonna taste good. It's got a lot of Christmas spices in it. And it's mm. gonna, I do want to hear it. your questions though, John. Like, what are your normal questions on this podcast when you have a guest? <laughs> That's where we defer over to Cole, who just loves to ask all of this shit every single time. Cole has a tattoo on his arm. It's got a tattooed on his arm. You should get a tattooed on her. I have a tattoo, but I don't have that th- tattooed on my arm. You get tattooed on your arm. I you know. Yeah. So much editing this podcast. God damn it. Cole, you should get the rules of con tattooed on your back, like uh on your butthole in a spiral. Oh. Huh. Wait. Thinks I would like to apologize for the lunacy <laughs> that you have walked into. I don't know what kind of joke to go I, there that I everyone would see it or no one would see it. Longer than you. I am so this sorry. Time. Penis. And I have actually known each other since we were outsiders at age uh, like 12, sitting in the middle school library reading books about cats. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad to know that that's where you and Penis started your relationship. Don't worry, I'll uh, edit the name out. <laughs> thank you. You oh, can just be... edit it with did I say tires. Did I say, oh, Jake? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Amy says my name, just edit in Tyler screaming. <laughs> just... that's, that's why it, that's why I put the penis in there because it's now here. You can just take it and just crop it, cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste. You put it's the good. penis in there so it can be cropped, cut and pasted. Yes. Rude. Okay. It's like you've never. I had to find the document. I didn't have it up. How the hell have uh, you not memorized this? You've asked like 40 people these questions. What was your first <laughs> cosplay? And is that cosplay still around? And if not, how did it get destroyed? <laughs> wow, I've yeah. these questions before. <laughs> so, mm, formulaic. 
Love I it. actually mm, didn't tasty. consider myself a cosplayer when I was going to Renaissance Fairs for the first time. I really didn't have an idea of what I was doing. I actually spent a lot of the my formative years in the Ren Fair circuit not in the circuit. I was working for a bar that was in the circuit. So I was just I was just dressing up for work. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Amy took me to uh, SoccerCon for the first time, and I helped her put together Shigo, and I was like, I could do this. I could fucking do this. <laughs> um, she did. She drew on my Zentai suit with chalk, so I knew where to cut. So, so I you're the one. We've heard a lot about you. <laughs> um, and I was like, I could do this. I'll figure it out. I have a sewing machine. So I went online and bought a black Zentai suit and a white Zentai suit, and I smashed them both together, and I painstakingly cut out this chest decal that was just a giant D, and I was Danny Phantom at, at um, SakuraCon, and that was my first cosplay. Does it still exist? Uh, yes, it is still around, and I will still wear it. I stand by that Danny Phantom cosplay, and I will to the end of time. You're one of the very few that still has that costume in one piece. It's amazing, though. She got the D on there, but it's not all distorted, even though it was two four-way stretches on top of each other. Hmm. Sewing so nerd impressed over here. I, I, I legitimately am. Just, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, SoccerCon would be your first convention, but what was your first Ren Fair? My first Renaissance Fair was actually, um, it was it was a one-time thing. It was the uh, Rogue Valley Renaissance Fair. It was put on by the gentleman who owns uh, Ravenswood Leather. I went to that. I was a mermaid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Her name was Shelly, and she gave me shells. I'm sorry to interject like this, but I, I volunteered a to be a mermaid. And kids could pay two dollars to get a little be- satchel, and I would go get gems from the thing. And my abs were so sore from doing the mermaid, the butterfly kick all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very fun, and it was slightly raining, and I was in a pool, and men had to hoist me up and put me in the thing. <laughs> but yes, I was a mermaid, and then I face painted at a harvest festival, and they were like, "You look just like the mermaid. We have a picture." <laughs> <laughs> My twin sister's a mermaid. <laughs> yes. Right. But yeah, so that was my first Renaissance Fair. I was 18 years old. I was not really old enough to do anything. But it was the first time I like w- danced in a crowd. And I was dancing to music that I felt I could dance to. Like, you know, you dance, you go to concerts that are that are like, Hip hop music or like the emo stuff that I used to listen to. Oh, you don't dance around to go to emo shows, though. Yeah. That's that. That's the dance right there. You just go. Yeah, we're an audio medium. Nobody can see what she was doing. It's fine. Okay. Describe the dance to me. They stand and bob slightly. Basically, but um, it was the first time I remember dancing in a big group of people, and I. Truly felt like that was the kind of frivolity and the kind of partying that I wanted to do. And then I didn't go for years. And then I got involved with um, Oberon's Traveling Tavern by working in their brick and mortar. And then they dragged me off to Canterbury and Fairy Worlds. And then I started a podcast where I go to more fairs. And now I go up and down the West Coast with my co host, Earl. Hi, Earl. I love you. I miss you. Where are you? 
And uh, we talked to all. Earl's been lost. Earl's a trash king. Don't listen. Earl <laughs> is my beautiful sweetheart bard. He's a hurdy gurdy playing trash king. Ooh, oh, I play the hurdy gurdy. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I, I want to talk about my beautiful co-host if I can. You yes, can. please, of course. So I have a co-host. His name's Earl, and he is a professional Renaissance Fair musician. He goes by Earl the Bard, and he does all the editing for our podcast because he's actually a sound engineer by trade. <laughs> hmm. I'm trained as a sound engineer as well. I don't edit. Now why this the hell podcast. am I editing this podcast? Because you took it away. <laughs> You're missing a finger. He's missing. Don't uh, let him talk about. Yeah, it. yeah well, we're gonna hit the pause here. Cole, explain the finger because it's just I gonna keep it, your I a year and a half ago in a work accident. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. These guys have been giving me shit about it for the ever since. While we're on pause, Tyler, show her your tattoo. Oh yeah, I heard about this. You mean the one that he carried around in his in his uh, wallet for five years? Arm. Uh, I can't bend my arm this way. That's not how forearms work. <laughs> I don't even hear you have a pivoting chair. Just yeah, rotate. I, I gotta like rotate this way, and then it's going this way. Cool. Okay, we did this. Good job, everyone. Yeah. Out of you. He okay. carried that tattoo around in his wallet for five years. It's awesome. Nerd. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, you do. back to your. And then lovely... a pop-up tattoo artist comes around, and you go, "Get this tattoo right now." That's not what you do. That's not what most people do. Actually, that's why I have my tattoos. See? That's why Boom. I have this tattoo. Oh, show them Boom. your next tattoo. Oh. This is not... Okay, this is... Okay, yeah. I love you. That's Wait, awesome. Also this one. Also this one. This is Rob. Get close. <laughs> um, and then Star Trek. Get... Much respect. Much respect. Just, mm. Tyler, you are officially not the coolest person with tattoos in this room now. What? Man, do I need to like start pulling off my other tattoos? Dude, yeah. I'm seeing the rest of your tattoos. Please don't. Oh, I thought his butt. <laughs> Tyler, get your ass off the camera. Yeah, no, you don't want to see the one on his ass. That's not safe for podcast. You don't have a helper. No, I don't have a helper. Because I'm an independent woman and I don't need no man. Where were we? I don't know. We we were talking about her lovely Trash King co-host. Tell us about Earl. Yes, my my beautiful Trash King co-host. He is uh, one of my very dear friends. And he was going to Renaissance Fairs by himself. And I was like, I want to go with you. But I feel like I would just, Amy's going to sleep. I feel like I would just, you know, be there to fuck around and not help you at all. But I came up with the idea for this podcast, and I was like, Earl would be perfect for it. So I'm not sure if I made up the idea for the podcast so I could hang out with my friend more, or if the idea just came about, and then, uh, and then Earl just happened to be perfect. I kind of feel like that's how, that's what happened to us. We don't even have any idea anymore. It just kind of came into existence. Like, it was destiny. I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of my <clears throat> history with fair, but I also do um, cosplay primarily with Amy. I just, it's one of those things where you have a friend for long enough, you 
make opportunities to hang out with them in Amy cosplays. So I guess I do too. We did Euphemia and Cornelia. And oh my really gosh. Cute. Oh my gosh. We oh my God. So that is you. We were okay. so beautiful. We were so beautiful. It was really pretty. It was oh. fun. It was cool too because penis has a really good stink face. Oh yeah. And I have I'm a mad. really good like princess face. <laughs> okay. So I kind of hate you, I guess is really what this comes down to. Because you're better than me in every way. <laughs> I am? Yes, clearly. How? I don't... Amy, you just said the name again. Oh, oh. it's just going to be replaced with a screen. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, she's had a lot of nicknames over the years, and I just am going to call her the name that I was that she told me first, and that's how it is with everyone. <laughs> Whatever, you, Unless you are changing gender, then I will respect that. And try. And I try real hard, but whatever you tell me first, that's just so what Yeah. Yeah. Um my first cosplay was Danny Phantom. I very swiftly moved on to uh, other bigger projects. Um then in that same Sakura Con, I challenged myself to make foam weaponry for the first time. And this is like my first con. I, I can do it. It's fine. Let's make some fucking armor. I did. Cool. I was um a I was a Johnny Goldmane from Magic the Gathering. Mm. I was a giant white lion. I had like this wig and I made ears and I had his like stupid giant double ended scythe and all the armor and I made I made fur feet. Oh yeah, there I am. Wait, why do you have that? Because <laughs> yeah, you're the girl with the Vulpix tattoo. <laughs> We've oh, met many times before. Oh yes, you did pictures for us at where you did photography on ours. Which photography did you do? Was that our Overwatch stuff that you did? No, I didn't do any of your photography. No. I don't think so. Maybe you were just oh, backstage. Yeah. Actually, I think were no. you just backstage when we did our skit? No, no. no. Are you sure? I mean, sure. we've met before. Yeah, but... we've met before, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you're just hanging out in our hotel room. Probably. I just remember you telling me that's that's what it was. So, yeah. Was... So for anyone who's interested, my Instagram handle is the girl with the Vulpix tattoo. I mostly just post pictures of cats. Or she has one really good angle, so she does lots of pics from that one angle. So if you like girls from this angle, ah, the cleavage angle. I mean, I do have great cleavage. She doesn't need the angle; it just happens. I don't. Ow. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> but I, I like um, Renaissance fairs and anime conventions, mostly for all the same reasons. I like to uh, get dressed up in the finery. I love the effort that it takes to like really like be present at a Ren fair or at an anime convention and um, and go go whole hog with your appearance uh, with your appearance. So, when I'm at a Ren Fair, I'm actually a bartender and I'm front and center for a lot of people. Like I'm a, one of the primary people that these people will interact with at a, at a Ren Fair because I'm literally the one serving the booze. That is an important role. Yeah. That is you need very to important. And I, so I'm constantly interacting. At an anime convention, there's less interaction, but. You're the one who smuggles in the booze. Yes. Which is. <laughs> 
I thought that was my job. That's not your job. That's not your. You can't even joke about that, Rob. Don't stop it. That doesn't align with your persona or person or. You have no idea on how much alcohol I have snuck in for the cosplay chess organizers. I don't even want to think about that. That's like so much whiskey. The trick is to use the coffee cups the hotel gives you. You just have props. It's just part of your props. I just mm-hmm. have a prop. This, this flask is part of my prop. Totally. You're a magical girl. Yes, it's part of my prop. I really wanted to get like the um, the ghost canister, whatever the fuck it's called, from... Can we curse Defended on thermos? this podcast? Yes. Well, we can curse on this podcast. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. But you lose a year of your life for every curse. Ooh, it's fine. The world's coming to an end anyway. <laughs> Uh, so I really wanted to get that, like, ghost canister thing from Danny Phantom, and then just fill that with, like, three old fashions. That would be perfect. Berries and sugar and whiskey and happiness. It's it's the perfect Fenton Thermos. Yay! The Fenton Fenton Thermos, thank you, ghost. I am way too damn into that show. I think- Oh, honey, I love Danny Phantom more than anything in the world. It is the best cartoon. Okay, we are going to have to talk some other time outside of this podcast. You seem like my type of person to hang out with. She wants me to be Ember, but it just hasn't happened. Yes. Ember. Yeah. You will remember. Just just let me do that, okay? I can make you a guitar. I will build a speaker into it. You're so extra. So extra. Yeah, what's this point? What's the point of just being an average guy when you can just be plus ultra all the time? John, bring us back to the rails. Okay, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Ask away. So this goes back to the Renaissance fairs. Um, anyone who knows me probably already knows that I'm a big combat nerd. Um, this goes to one of my favorite parts about Renaissance fairs. I go to and would always be the weapon demonstrations. Mm-hmm. Do you participate? Do you know anything about that art or? Do you so, know anyone who does? So, so the main thing that I do, um, I'm I'm a bartender primarily. That is my absolute favorite part of Renaissance Fairs because I love making the boffer swords and just like going to toe to toe. The problem is, is that I mostly do it at um, a secret party that only the cream crop Ren Fair people go to because I can wear normal clothes at that and then just destroy people at that in my normal clothes. At fair, I can't do it because my costumes are too elaborate. Mm. So I, I do really enjoy that. I love like the boffer swords and I love um, uh, I love just getting in there and destroying people. I'm not really much into the art of it, unfortunately. I just have a part of me that is a tiny rage monster. She just has a lot of rage, guys. Yeah. I was just saying I ran a boffer league for about maybe five years back when I was younger. And that was always one of my favorite things was always uh, throwing down with people. Throw down. Yeah, I was part of an all-female um, boffing class for mm. uh, like a season. And it was... And I... To give people an idea of the kind of person I am, I'm 5'2", 150 pounds, all muscle, mostly. And I will go toe-to-toe 
with somebody who's a foot taller than me and a dude, and I will win. And I have won before. <laughs> My friend Jason had so many bruises after I beat him, and Jason's like, you know, 200 pounds and a foot taller than me, and I destroyed that man. It was great. Such intensity. <laughs> Did you take his head afterwards? Yes. Absorb his power? He fell down onto his knees, and I told him to lower his head, and I did take my boffing sword and cut it through his neck, except it didn't really because it was a pool noodle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that okay. Perfect. That, that was amazing. And, uh, okay, so I, I have to ask here, because this is, your podcast sounds actually really interesting, especially for something that's every bit as niche as what we do around here. I'm just kind of curious. So how often do you do it? And how do you scout? Because it sounds like you, the real focus of your podcast is less about your own personal interaction. It sounds like you really focus on and covet uh, the experiences and stories of others. How do you seek out people to come on? I'm adorable. I'm well, <laughs> And... Uh... I go up to interesting people and I say, hey, do you have 30 minutes? Do you want to be on my podcast? And they never say no. Except unless the only time I've ever had anyone say no is if they have like a time commitment. But they usually go like, but I can meet you here at two o'clock. And that was the last podcast I did. I had these gentlemen who... Um, they're called the Hangman's Anchor, and it was mm. the last episode of my podcast. And I literally just went up to him and said, "Hey, you guys look all decked out with finery. Do you guys want to come meet me back here at two o'clock, and we can do an interview, and you can be on my podcast?" And they were like, "Sure!" And it worked out. So I just ask people, and they say yes because I'm cute. <laughs> I, that might be the most honest answer to any question we've ever asked. <laughs> it was good. I don't even know how to rebuttal to that one. It is. You can't. <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> I'm very plain. I like. There's a reason that I am the social media website design person for the podcast, and I'm also the one going out. I was able to get an interview with the Queen of Canterbury Renaissance Fair, and you just don't. You don't just get to talk to the Queen. You have to like really work for that. And I just weaseled my way in there. <laughs> Okay, do you do any freelance work? Like, can we hire you to go and find people to come onto our podcast? Can we hire you to run social media? Because really, we suck at that part. Uh, well, no, because I don't like doing it. I just am ah, really good at it. Damn it. I honest one. Like, I do I do my podcast. It's it's not profitable. It's not it's not even for it's my podcast is a love letter to the fair circuit and to Earl. Because I feel like it's it's about our friendship and it's about the fair circuit and it is just one of the great loves of my life because it is recording this space and time in my life that I feel the most myself. Hmm. That's really nice. That's, that's really sweet actually. I love my podcast guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just get drunk on mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. okay. Hey, I spent the last episode of our podcast entirely in a bar. 
And the episode with the Queen of Canterbury totally was drunk. Wow. <laughs> That's... I'm drunk on my podcast. <laughs> Yay, girl. Yeah. What up? Dear God, it's like there's two of them or something. Where are my shrimps? <laughs> <laughs> The shrimps are um, the shrimps are nigh. Please edit that out. (laughs) All right, because I know we're gonna forget about this later. Uh, Just curious here, how often do you do the podcast? Where do you air it? Oh, I how can people find it? iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podbean, pretty much uh, Google Podcasts or whatever. Um, I I put it pretty much everywhere. Um, that normal people use. Cool. We don't use Podbean. Yeah, that's true. We haven't done that one yet. We could. We could. Yeah, Podbean's pretty good. I I like Podbean. Just their their analytics are really good. I mean, and they make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you make sense to me. And it we it comes out every Wednesday, every other Wednesday. During fair season, correct? Well, no, actually. So our podcast um, comes out after fair season. So what we do is we spend all of a summer recording. And we don't put out new episodes during the summer, which is unfortunate because it's peak listening time. But I figure people people who really like podcasts keep a backlog. At least I do. Um, I, I can tell you from our analytics that it seems like, and, and maybe it's not the same for Ren Fairs, but I'm, I'm kind of actually curious to go and compare analytics here. But um, honestly, during con season is when we see our biggest dip in listenership. Oh. Yeah. And during the off season is actually when we have our peaks. I think a lot of people, not to toot our own horns because we're terrible, uh, but I think a lot I of just people. I actually... my horn a little while ago, if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be a little gross. I gotta, I gotta contribute something to this podcast, I, or else I, I may as well just leave. I guess. You my God, why aren't you talking about that and your fair shit? I, yeah. <laughs> no, my other friends every other Wednesday in the off season. Yes, yes, yeah. Because too, because you're working on your projects for cosplay and cons. I like listening. Like if I'm working on a. Uh, costume and there's a good english dub i will put on that episode like when i was working on shigo i watched a lot of kim possible while i was making it because it gets you hype mm-hmm. and i'm sure listening to a podcast about con or about ren fairs gets you hype yeah while yeah, you're hype. looping those loopy dupes for your scale mail or <sighs> making your fucking i know a lot of people um corsets. a lot of my listeners that i know personally they will download a bunch of our episodes and then when they're traveling too fair just binge them oh that's <laughs> awesome yeah that's um, that i had st- i had one person who was like i got to download my backlog and now now i get to and i'm gonna go to a pirate festival i'm gonna listen all the way there and they were just so excited that is awesome i use podcasts for my commute every day so mm-hmm. that's always good to have Same. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i love podcasts so much we don't talk about podcasts too often, do we? We, mm. we keep doing it, but we never actually talk about them. Not really. Not really. We, never, we haven't really talked about our favorite podcasts very much. I, uh, let, let's save that for another day. Maybe Man. maybe we'll have Jinx on another time and we can go Not and discuss it. We actually have somebody that, you know. Podcasts. I went to PodCon. So that's something. <laughs> nice. PodCon was awesome. It Thanks. just feels so meta. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can't talk. We got invited. Wait, ah, 
What? Huh? What? Anyways, chainmail. That's a thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, crafting of costumes is definitely um, a something that happens both at anime conventions and at Renaissance fairs. I have I've bought a lot of pieces because one of my favorite things to do at Renaissance fairs is find beautiful pieces of art to buy, and it's usually clothing. But I also make a lot of my stuff, but I've never made scale mail. Mm. That's your cue, Tyler. What? Learn about podcasting, bro. This is scale mail? That's scale mail. This is, this is why we will never be able to break 8,000 downloads. Uh, one thing we don't know about Tyler is that he used to make scale, scale, tag, scale mail for a living. That's cool. Yeah. No, I made chain mail for a living. I worked, uh, yeah, because we, uh, we uh, placed the Ring Lord was outside our city, and that's where I worked. Oh, so I was making... Cool. So my roommate does um, does chainmail jewelry, small pieces, but very ornate. Yeah. He's very good, but he gets all of his um, he gets all of his stock from Ringlord. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I really like that company actually. Like, if yeah. it seems in my experience, they've been really honest and like always provide a good product. So yeah, that's the stuff I made, and. Yes, when I first started there, I was wasn't thinking. I was just looking for a job. Didn't even think about chainmail. Knew about it, but that was about it. And if you work there long enough, then you just sort of uh, just through osmosis, you just learn a lot of stuff. So you look at a person who learns through osmosis. Yeah. So I got like chainmail all over the place. Chainmail there, got all that there, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's a neat thing to do. It's it's very what's the word uh it's like knitting in in the way that it's like it's it's uh, yeah yeah because it, it's just it's the same thing it's just the same thing over and over it's monotonous but it's just like you just sit down and you just kind of get your pliers and just kind of you go away you get your four these bad boys are just so taut afterwards you can bench cows or something oh god you would yep yeah, yep yeah. Yeah, just you hold on to my grip straight. Oh, that's uncomparable to other people's. Not comparable. So, yeah, I don't know. Guys, the shrimps is here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We theme this podcast just like <laughs> in which Jinxon ate shrimp. No, I, I do have to apologize. Uh, you coming on, we were caught a little bit off guard. I uh, didn't have a lot of time to go and prep or anything. So my apologies for this being a little bit less structured than usual. Uh, I'm used to a lot of structure just because of the way I run my own podcast. We get together every Wednesday and talk about we either record or we um, do something else. Well, what is the other thing we talk? About like pod, do we want to go with it if we're gonna do a second season? We're we're definitely gonna have two seasons, but it's pretty time intensive, and at the moment we're doing it because we want to spend time with each other. But it's also, um, you know, we don't. Over, I am probably going to become a merchant. I'm going to commission one of my good friends to make me a miniature Vardo. Mm. which is um, a kind of tiny wagon that the Romani used to use as their primary home. So I'm going to get a miniature one of those made for me 
And then I'm going to take that to Renaissance fairs and just be a vendor so that I can go. I have no intention of making money on that. I just want to go to Ren Fair. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong at all. <laughs> well, hold on. I mean, at, at this point, you know, you guys are going to start eating. I mean, do we maybe want to go and wrap this for right now? I mean, hopefully we'll get... <laughs> Hopefully we'll get her back on at some point to, you know, oh, have something. Yeah, it's still a very long one. Do we need to do any more? How long are we at? Uh, let's see here. Uh, from start a podcast, we are at 37 minutes. That's a really short one, guys. Okay, I'm going to make it sound natural. So, John, have you ever been to a Ren Fair? And what was that experience like? Sorry, you're going to have to give us that one again. You broke up again. She muted herself, so she can't listen but she can I, still hear. <coughs> oh, so John, have you ever been to a Ren Fair? And what was that experience like? So my first time going to a Ren's Fair was back when I was in high school and I would didn't really know much about anything. Um, it was the Port Gamble <laughs> Renaissance Fair. It was one of the best experiences I ever had. Um, it's a small one. It's really ran by a small town in Port Gamble where... Uh, the whole city would the whole town is literally the renaissance fair that's what's so cool about it um small vendors the food was probably one of the best parts because it had the food from the era and it also had the uh drinks of course i wasn't old enough to drink at that point i don't really drink but one of my favorite parts about it was actually the combat once again back to the combat i spent probably a good hour just sitting around watching the uh sword and shield demonstration they did and one of my bigger, that's always been a really interesting part about me. I think that was, I could probably blame a lot of things for that, but that was always what I found, what I enjoyed the most, that and the blacksmithing. They always did a major blacksmithing uh, demonstration where they would uh, showed how stuff was made back then. And not just weapons, but like other tools as well. So I'm, I'm actually kind of curious here, John, because I, I, I actually don't know uh, with you. So have you ever actually gone out and done any of those uh, sword and shield demonstrations? I know on how you live, breathe, and research that stuff to death. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Have you ever actually done that or thought about doing it? I tried it once, got my butt handed me on the silver platter. Ooh! <laughs> that is a rare statement for you. Because I learned very quickly that what you see in video games and in anime or TV shows... Isn't the real way it's done? No. And it's it's really cool because you think it's it's not really just hacking and slashing. There's a whole art form to it. When you're watching people do battle with these things, it's very similar to a dance. There's like steps you have to do. There's moves you have to make. And it's also about reaching your opponent's moves as well. The guy literally threw me on my back in one blow. Yeah, it's all very quick too. Yes. It's just like... It's what was it? Uh, I remember seeing a thing on it, and it was just like most fights end in three hits. Yeah, like that on average. Three to two hits. If it took you longer yeah. than that, you were already dead because somebody would come up behind you and take you out. Yeah. So that's in, that's in fighting. My experience, um, most well um, seasoned fighters will take you out in about three hits. But if you have two people, great, because they will literally stay there for like 
they'll fight for like 15 minutes and no mm -hmm. one will get a shot and it'll be and it's hilarious oh and, two rookies fighting each other oh my gosh i love that because they try so hard Aww. and there's like so much like love and passion there behind that particular kind of, of fighting and they're not doing it to hurt each other they're just no. doing it for sheer joy sparring then that's what yeah. it is one of my favorite things at the Port Gamble Fair they would do, they would do this for the little kids, and it's called Whack the Night. And they had guys in full suits of plate mail with an armor, and the kid had 30 seconds to whack the crap out of this night. And it's just, it's awesome to watch because you see these guys just blocking every blow the kid throws at him. And he's, and they're using those, uh, what are they called? The uh, bamboo, uh, the weapons that are used in the demonstrations. They're called rat ratatons, radin. Um, space on like the like, like the ken ken uh they're ken. they're very similar to kendo but they have a, a specific name i forget the name uh, of it though Radicus, and he's voiced by vincent price <laughs> oh god <laughs> stop <laughs> but it's awesome because you're watching these uh kids just going at it and these guys are they're just taking it which is awesome and these guys just love it it'd be hard to fight a kid or anybody super untrained because mm -hmm. they would not like have a style, you know what I mean? True. You can anticipate as easily. We're all not. Um, maybe or they just be really, really predictable. <clears throat> all, all I know is I'm just glad that Whack a Night is not as um, violent or sexual as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> just really wants to fight little kids. Mm -hmm. I've worked with little kids, so yes, she does. That can I... that can inform your. Uh, Validity of validity of that statement. I thought it was just going to be like a, a hole, and uh, just like knights just pop out of the hole at various spots, and <laughs> just had to hit him on the head. That'd be entertaining. First thing they did the system just for that at a fairground. I saw once where it was it was not a Renaissance fair; it was a pirate festival, and there was a gentleman dressed up as Captain Jack Sparrow, and he signed up to just get the snot beat out of him by a bunch of little kids. That was hilarious because he was like just running around screaming like quintessential Jack Sparrow lines with all these like kids beating the shit out of him. What's the difference between a pirate festival and a Renaissance fair? Um, the prevalence of rum. <laughs> the rum. Actually, most of the time, pirate festivals are a little bit more. Um, Wild pirate. I was going to say, uh, I've met, I've met a many a seafarer pirate and know mm -hmm. um, what yeah. happens. Pirates are wild, man. Like at Renaissance fairs, there's always a little bit of decorum. A little, everyone is engaging in this fantasy of knights and queens and everything. And then when you engage in the fantasy of pirates, you're engaging in the fantasy of rampant violence and alcoholism. Yeah, there, there's there's a, there's a there's a tier for for uh for monarchs and such. So there, there's there's order and and you have knights and you have rogue and, yeah, pirates are just you're a thief, you're a free man on your free ship. You think about it this way: it was also the gun that led to the downfall of uh, uh the chivalry of knights and stuff like that. I guess I never thought I, of it that way. Because once firearms were introduced, once they started experimenting with the uh, with uh, the wheel lock weapon was one of the first uh, firearms introduced. It completely changed everything because the season I could be taken out e very quickly, or really any fighter. 
Yeah. Yeah. Guns, man. Uh, Guns. Well, assault rifles and automatic weaponry just took it to a different level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to divert back to uh, pirates versus Renaissance fairs, but. Uh... Ninjas. <laughs> no, we participated in that. We know how that all ended. Actually, I went to a pirate festival and I went to the pirate festival on a date. And I'm like, oh, it's a pirate festival, so bring your pirate costume. He did not bring his pirate costume. Oh. He brought his ninja costume, and it was hilarious. That's awesome. He, like, was a ninja all day, and, like, little kids would, like, put him up, like, oh, look at the ninja. And he would, like, hide behind, like, bushes and stuff. It's really cute. It's awesome. Like sense of humor, because he reminded me too much of my ex-husband, but he was a great person. Oh. Well, that's both delightful and depressing. Yeah. Hmm. It was not really depressing. My ex-husband was not a great person. His name was Robert. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're probably a better Robert. I was going to say, there's not allowed to be bad Roberts. I need his address. <laughs> the high order of Roberts need to be aware of this one. There's an order he about must this? must be eliminated. Yes, there is a high order of Roberts. <laughs> he must be eliminated... There can exactly. only be one Robert. No, no, no. There can be many Roberts. There can only be one Bob. Until <laughs> my father dies, I cannot inherit that title. Honestly, I thought the one Bob was Bob from Bob's Burgers. No, no, no. That's just H. John Benjamin doing whatever the heck he feels like. Bob, That's do something. Just so everybody knows. Bob's Burgers is my favorite show. I'm a you and I are going to be great friends. I can tell that already. But uh... You can't see, but I'm dancing. Yeah, I, I can tell. I understand. We can hear the dance in yes. your. We can hear the rhythm in your heart. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I hope that's. I hope that's not like a heart problem or something. No, like no, I, no. You have tachycardia. We need to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on that note, that's where we take it out because they gotta go. All right. I, I. I'm sorry. I have to get this story out though. What story? Just because. What's this story? She made me think oh, about this again. Her oh, yeah, story. heart condition. We'll be okay for another couple minutes. I'm part Irish. I speak through feet, okay? I can hear the tapping on the floor. That's not the heart. That's just giddiness. <laughs> Giddy is my default. Sorry. Oh, what's your story? I want to hear all a right, story. All right, just, be, just because we brought up the damn pirates. The damn so, pirates. The damn pirates. Many, many a year ago. Back in my... Post adolescence, but not quite adulthood days. Was getting so out the of the 1950s. Church. Yes, yes, around the 1850s. I think it may have actually been like 1861 or 62. Fire right? had no. just been discovered. Yes. <laughs> because Rob is an old man, and he found and he Rob, found his first envelope and cooked it for the very first time. <laughs> anyway, when the pyramids were new, back during the first irrigation festival in sunny Sukum, Washington. I was leaving church that for her that Saturday evening. The Seafair Pirates decided to go and roll up as they do in their large boat, which also has wheels for some reason. Still have not figured that one out. They're an interesting group. Well, uh, clearly you haven't been watching the newest seasons of uh, One Piece where their boat has wheels as well. Yes. <laughs> One Piece, Tyler. <laughs> One Piece. Okay, go on with your story, Rob. No interruptions. Uh, I want to hear yes. this. All right. So I'm getting out of church. And I'm hanging out 
with my with my pastor. And the Seafair Pirates decide to go and jump off of their boat right in front of the church and Shanghai the priest. As you do. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just grabbed them, dragged them up onto the boat, and just drove off. Not to be seen again for about seven hours. Mm -hmm. Finally gets dropped off the following week. We get to hear the full story. Because everybody was a little bit concerned. Because there were many a drunk man on that boat. Mm -hmm. As great as those pirates are with going and handling their rum and alcohol, unfortunately, they can still not beat a true Irish Catholic priest. <laughs> because oh he put all of them under the table <laughs> and then got a taxi home. That's awesome. That's also the reason on why the uh, Seafair Pirates boat um, actually did go in the water a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boys. Let's put this boat in the water then. <laughs> uh, my, my, my sadly departed priest was quite the wordsmith and very persuasive. <laughs> and he may have caused a couple... Had by pirates, it's pretty normal. I know, I know. It's just anytime you know, tens of thousands of dollars in damage can be done to a vehicle, it's just always mm. the boat was dying of thirst. It was, is that a good day or a bad day? I think that's a very good day, right? There. A very good day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I appreciate your optimism, sir. Can I? <laughs> Sorry, just I, I can never talk about pirates without thinking about that. Yeah, that's yes, good story. I liked it. It was good. Spaceship go in the water? Um, I mean, here's the real question: Do we want to die? Yeah. Okay, then yes, yes, well, we can go in the water. That's perfectly fine. Technically, there. like spaceships are airtight, so they're kind of like submarines. They just don't have to deal with pressure in space, so they would normally collapse. Our spaceship is a Zord, so we know those can go underwater. Yeah, there's there some was... kind of magical stuff in there. I, we're, we are not getting into this, okay? That we are not, not flying the, the ship into the water. Our meta commentary can only go so far. It's an episode title, and that's it now, guys. <laughs> All right, Tyler. <laughs> What's up? Go check out the escape pod. It left something in there for you. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Just going to press this button here. See you later, Tyler. <laughs> All right. So once again, thank you for stopping by to listen to our wonderful podcast. Thank you for our guest host for being here. It was lovely to hear you talk. Bye. And you all. signing out for this week. Everyone say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Later, shrimp. <laughs>